This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Taliban promises that women can keep their rights just as long as it's under Sharia law, of course. So no rights. As more news comes out about Afghanistan, Biden's approval, approval rating continues to drop and the vaccinated governor of Texas tests positive with COVID-19. We've got all that and much more coming up and it all starts right now. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I'm Jill Savage filling in for Sarah Gonzalez. And here with me for the next hour, we have Eric July, Blaze TV contributor. Thanks for being here again, Eric. Great to see you. And Rob Eno. Blaze TV media critic. Once again, we we get paired up one more time. Exactly. Old hat now. We know what we're getting into, and there's no lack of stories this week. This this week has already felt like a couple of months that is already playing out. Uh, so let's dive right into it. We we see the Taliban going around, and it feels like they're trying to change their marketing strategy, if you will. They're going through a little rebranding. They're saying, oh, women, we're going to l- allow them to have certain rights. Before we dive in, let's take a listen to the uh, Taliban chief officer saying that women have rights within Sharia law. Women will be afforded all their rights, uh, whether it is in work or other activities, because women are a key part of society. And uh, we are guaranteeing all their rights within the limits of Islam. So they say they have all the rights within Islam. Like they just sneak it in there at the very end and the Taliban fighters then went out and shot and killed a woman for not wearing a burqa in Afghanistan on Tuesday. So, hey, I mean, we tried. We tried to get you in. We were going to let you have your freedoms, but then you just, you didn't follow the law, Eric. That is such a, I mean, it's arguably progressive wording. Um, the way they do it, it's like deciding, hey, you can choose any color as long as it's black. You know, it's basically what's, what's happening. So you have a decision, but it's only within the confines of what it is that they allow. And I think because of that latter half, Pointing towards uh, Islam, I think that's why you see a lot of people on our side, definitely the progressive left, they're uh, a little shaky when it comes to criticizing them because they don't want to step a step on that. And that's what I was saying here when I was on the show yesterday. Look, I believe two things can be true. I understand what was what's going on out there as an unfortunate situations uh, really on both fronts. Should we been over there? I've been making the argument that Ron Paul was right. He's always been right on this subject. However, I do know. And I'm not oblivious to the fact that out there, a lot of unfortunate people are caught in an unfortunate situation. Some of them American citizens, uh, but a lot of them are the people of Afghanistan, particularly women. And you hate to hear stuff uh, like that, but it's going to be interesting to see how people criticize it. It's just amazing. Yeah, you, you can you can definitely be free. You can like, you know, you can go do your word processing. You can do some filing. Maybe you can have an OnlyFans account, but you need to have a burger on when you do it. Because if you don't, we're going to kill you. I mean, it's absolutely insane, the level of this. But, but to Eric's point, I mean, what I'm really upset about 
is, I don't, you, you saw that C-17 take off with all the people in it, like 670 people or whatever, yep. all of them young men. Why are we rescuing people that don't want to fight for their own country? Mm. They literally turned tail and ran instead of fighting for their own country and let the Taliban take over. I mean, th- those people are cowards. They're not people we should be saving. Yeah, you talk about that, um, you know, the, the people that are running after the planes. And we've seen the images at the airport and and the people that are just trying to jump onto the plane itself when when they think that, OK, this is this is going to be my best option. Right. It, it looks back and, and you just see the images here. I never thought like after this weekend, right, like that this was going to be what we would be seeing in Afghanistan. And, and General Milley came out today, uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and he said, we knew that collapse was possible, but we thought it was weeks or months or years down the road. So when you do see that, you know, the the aircraft um, pilots and whatnot, they had all the mental health counselors that were coming in after this, just saying, this is this is not okay. Like, we, we see all the images and how do we even process all of this? Well, you can. I mean, it's like they were getting up out of there. And fortunately, they have been for decades at a time uh, trying to liberate that side of, of the world and nation building. And what was hilarious enough was before was that a month ago that Joe Biden was speaking, saying that exactly what was uh, what just happened wasn't going to happen. It really wasn't a chance. It, you know, they have all of these soldiers. We've been funding them, and it shows how failed of an effort that had been. Part of his, uh, his not it's not just the Bushes and the Trumps of the world. We know Joe Biden had his hand uh, in that, considering the administration that he worked uh, with and for for the last for eight years prior to to Trump. So he's not without any sort of blame. But we, we, we knew that and they knew that I'm, I don't for once believe that the intel that they were getting just completely flew over their head like they were just so surprised that the uh, Afghanistan government that they had obviously instilled was going to get up out of there. The people weren't going to fight. I don't for once believe that they believe that that was not a potential thing that was going to happen. They might have not wanted to admit it to the American people, because what it does is it shows what we had been saying for a long time. You are wasting your time, people's money. And unfortunately, sending people's kids over to die for what? For something to collapse just like that. Yeah, I mean, getting out of Afghanistan was the right thing to do. The way that they did it was completely botched. It could have been done in another way, but I find it hilarious that that Joe Biden would think that the most corrupt, propped government by the United States in decades, I mean, literal corruption, we knew how corrupt the government between Karzai and all of these other people taking money, putting it away. I mean, the, the, the current president that left is probably sitting somewhere in the Caymans or in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, they said $149 on, million. Yeah, like, right, that like he, he grifted. But you, you don't think that they're just going to take payments from the Taliban? I mean, what, what, what they're after and the way to stop the Taliban and the way to stop it is to napalm the poppy fields. But I think uh, our government was probably helping grow the poppy fields oh, protect to help, them. Yeah, and protecting the poppy fields, um, you know, so that they could make fentanyl and, uh, you know, heroin and things like that to sell in the United States. So Hunter Biden would have something to do. <laughs> yeah. When I when I looked at those images, though, from over the weekend with the airplanes and everybody just trying to get out. Right. Like they know that the Taliban is going door to door. And if you have that Christian labeled on your ID card, there's not there's not a great chance for you right now in Afghanistan. And the thing that came to my mind was 9-11 and the imagery of like the people's best case scenario was to take their own lives and, and jump yeah. out of a building. And like, what kind of reality 
do you have to be in that this is your best case scenario is to run after a plane on a runway and grab on to the wheels as it's going up in the air? Yeah, we, we've been told for the past 10 years, right, how bad the United States is. It's a horrible place to live. Um, it's racist. It's misogynistic. It's a patriarchy. Um, that the government is out to get you, that all of these things. And here you have people that so wanted to get to the United States that they held on to airplane wheels and hoped that when the airplane wheels went into the undercarriage of the plane, that they would be brought up instead of falling to their death. So any of these liberals that say that the United States is this horrible place, you just saw people literally holding on for their life to get here. It's just, it's amazing to me. Certainly a matter of perspective. I mean, it, it always has been. I think even myself, you know, we, we look at how, I guess, the sort of freedoms that we are afforded, not by the government, by, by any means, is basically allowing them to get the heck up out of the way. But in comparison to a lot of other places. And you're right. You look at definitely the authoritarian left in this country and they look at it like it's the absolute worst, worst place in, in, in the world. And, you know, we have to come to terms of reality that it's not when you see people doing things like that, it's because they know the situation that they're in. And it's like, look, man, considering what may happen, what may or may not happen on the other side of this, this is my only chance. So I'm going to take it because this is this is this is awesome uh, as far as compared to what might happen to me. And that may be death by way of, let's say, uh, the, the Taliban, which is why it, I don't want to say offensive more so is the term is just completely incorrect. When you have people, again, the authoritarian left out here trying to compare like entire, let's say, ge not just geographical areas. If you belong to a certain party where you're akin to the Taliban, it's like. Are people really running away like that uh, from, let's say, the GOP or something? That's, come on, man. They, they, they were left wing people. Um, this weekend, media types, again, calling the Republican Party the American Taliban. It's something they've been doing forever. Um, you know, we're the American Taliban because we want to make sure that children live and aren't aborted and killed, right? Like, that's, that, that's why we're the American Taliban. We're the American Taliban because we think that we have freedoms and rights to not be forced to wear a mask. I mean, I, Dr. Fauci might have been, like, happy. Oh, yeah. Right. Because, you know, he wants me to wear a mask. I mean, he's not going to take it to shoot shooting me, but I'm sure he wants me put in jail for not wearing a mask. Right. We had Clay Jenkins, who's the, the county judge here in, in Dallas in March of 2020, said that he would have me arrested for driving a place that he didn't want me to go. That I mean, we have people like that in this country. And then when you call them out, you're just oh, it's, it's not that bad. It's just so people can live. Yep. I mean, you do, you, do you want grandparents to and die? And that's why I would say it's a projection, if anything. Yeah. Like, when they try to put the shoe on the other foot with the Taliban or these other oppressive regimes, you got to look what even a lot of them have been attempting to, to have happen even over the last year. Or you see what's going on with some of these uh, other countries and what they strive for. Australia is literally building multiple concentration camps, man. That's what they are. They may call them these little care facilities or whatever, but that's what they are. New Zealand, level four lockdown. The for, most strenuous for one, one case. For one they have positive one case. case. That's what the that's what the authoritarian left here is pushing for, and they have nerve that that's that's the you got unvaccinated people under the floorboards. That's what they want to move to. So when they call someone else a terrorist or, or, or a dictator or something like that, that's a projection. And man. That, that, the, the prime minister of New Zealand 
Her party is completely funded by the Chinese Communist Party. There are New Zealand articles which show that, that there is, and, and we, they, she actually got taken out of Five Eyes. When she became the, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, New Zealand was taken out of Five Eyes because they thought the, the rest of the people in that Five Eyes is the intelligence program where we, you know, you kind of like it because the Australians will listen in on me and then tell the Americans what I say. And then that way the Americans don't break the law for spying on their own person. But literally they took her out of Five Eyes because they were afraid of what she was going to tell her Chinese masters. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you talk about the, the lockdowns now in Australia and New Zealand. Well, it's a good thing that Australia can go out with their guns and defend themselves now. Whoops. Oopsie. Oh, oh, they got rid of those. <laughs> oh, but, but don't worry. We can get rid of our guns here and nothing bad is going to happen. They'll just come in and take everything over, right? Like, it's, it's going to be totally fine. Oh, of course. I mean, it goes. And this is what I've been looking at this whole, like, even Taliban situation. Right? You hear so many of the, even uh, your beloved Joe Biden, where he gets out and, well, we have F-15s. We have all these... We got the jets. We got all the all the guns. And, 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 and so you wouldn't be able to do anything anyway. So let us take even more guns. Meanwhile, they get their butts kicked yet again, just like they got their butts kicked by rice farmers uh, years ago. They got their butt kicked by people in sandals and outdated equipment. It's not outdated anymore because now they got your equipment. Uh, they got the American government's uh, equipment and you lost to them. So I'm not trying to hear that. I think we got a great chance if if the people in this area say, you know what, government no more. Yeah, it's it, it. The reason that we have the Second Amendment, not to beat a dead horse, is to stop to to stop the government from becoming tyrannical. That is why it's there. It's literally what they talked about in the, the constitutional conventions, what it came out of. And, and people do say that there, there's a court case from like the 20s. The reason you can't have a shot off. Ugh, you say that sawed off shotgun. Thank so you. easy to say. It's so easy to say. The reason you can't have that is because it wasn't a weapon of war. And that's what that said. So, you know, let's give us all nukes and we'll be happy. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> Make nukes for all. That's the libertarian way. Yeah, I, I look at this and I just think how much crazier can this all get since Biden has taken office? I mean, in the seven or eight months now that he's actually been in charge, it's just gotten crazy. But hey, how much equity do you have in your home? 50,000, 100,000 or more? Crime experts are alerting homeowners that the more equity, equity that you have, the greater chance that foreign and domestic criminals are after you. Home title theft is one of the fastest growing crimes. In fact, Home Title Lock, America's leader in home title protection, is alerting homeowners that they could already be a victim and not know it. Here's how it goes down. First, cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes. Next, they pull your home's online title, forge your signature, stating that you sold your home and take out loans against your equity. You're not covered by your insurance, your bank or common identity theft program. So protect your most valuable assets. Register your address now to see if you're already a victim and receive a complete title history of your home. $100 value free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. seems like every day Twitter will have a news story here on the news and why it matters. They just can't help themselves. But you know what? This time they're letting the Taliban stay on Twitter. But Donald Trump 
could not be on Twitter. So uh, that's that's just an interesting thing. But uh, to lighten up the mood, I, I enjoy this because I find refuge in the Babylon Bee. I don't know about you guys. It's, it's like the only thing that really keeps me sane in this super crazy time. So the, the Babylon Bee came out and said uh, that Donald Trump, maybe he could sneak back if he, if he was disguising himself as a Taliban spokesperson. So this is the <laughs> fake Twitter or Twitter profile that they I would have created for Donald Trump. But yeah, I guess when you look at Twitter right now, they go through and they say, you know, unlike Donald Trump, the faces and voices that are in the Taliban regime, they can still go on Twitter and, and tweet out whatever they want as long as they don't violate uh, the, the ruling of the glorification of violence or the platforms and spamming you then they're fine. Then they can still use the platform. What What do you take? Well, that's my thing about Twitter. I mean, they've it's not a secret. They've been hypocrites. I mean, it just goes to show that what happened with the Trump thing was completely politically motivated and had everything to do with what was going on with uh, what was going on in the election and obviously what was going to happen after. And if they had just came out, just flat out admitted, OK, we're a bunch of uh, uh, leftists that are basically an extension of the Democratic Party right now. And considering how we feel about this man, this is why we did it. OK, I might think you suck for it um or i think you you know you're being goofy so please shut this idea up that you're you're trying to present some like free form of communication that's not what this is but what's hilarious enough even so they're coming out with a new policy twitter safety you can go watch this you know don't take my word for anything they came came out with a new policy i believe it's south korea u.s and australia where this has been uh, implemented in which they've said that you can now report of course your your fellow uh, uh tweeters for misleading information because they want they don't want to get any information out. Now, I don't know if that applies to the Taliban. Uh, we'll see. But rest be assured, you're, you're in great hands with the Twitterverse because they're going to stop this misinformation that's being being spread, not by the Taliban, of course, but by you. So your neighbor's going to be snitching on you soon enough. Yeah, Rob, don't worry. Twitter has it under control. Nothing to see here. Absolutely not. Mr. Taliban guy. As long as you don't post the pictures of you killing the woman in the burqa without the burqa, you, know, you you can stay on um, as as long as you, you know, you you jokingly to CNN reporters chant death to America in a in a, per, in, a in a peaceful way. Yeah, but you, they, you can but say, they seem you can like nice on. people. They seem like nice people. You, you, you can stay on. I mean, when you think about this, like if Twitter was around in the 1930s. OK, Adolf, <laughs> like you can stay on, but we want nothing about those gas chamber things. And like, don't tell us what Mengele is doing. Stalin, you can stay on, but like, just don't put pictures of the mass graves of the people that you're putting into them. Um, you know, in the '60s, Pol Pot. Uh -huh. You know, you you, you can have a Pol Pot in Cambodia. Twenty-five percent of your population, yeah. kill them all. Yeah. You can all, take all the guns and kill them. I mean, you speak about that. We talked about guns earlier. I grew up in a city with a very large Cambodian population. To a man, you ask any of those old people what they took first, and it was their guns. All the time. Absolutely, 100 percent. But it's just it's absurd. But Donald Trump, because he says mean things, can't be on. Yeah, the Taliban, um, they got a question about the freedom of speech, and uh, the, the official was saying that the United States companies like Facebook, uh, who claim to promote it while still censoring it, take a listen here. This question should be asked to those people who are uh, claiming to be promoters of freedom of speech, uh, who do not allow uh, publication of all information. I can ask Facebook uh, company. This question should be asked to them. It should be asked to them, not to us. So look, Facebook, we're good. Like, we're fine. Don't don't question us. Wow. So this is freedom of speech. We're the Taliban. We're all good. We're, that marketing thing, we're, we're rebranding. It's fine. Uh, wow. I mean, 
when when the Taliban somehow has the high ground here. That makes things very interesting. Not in terrible, not in you know, terribly incorrect about what Facebook does and and how they do kind of stifle inf- information and the uh, and the spread of things that they don't necessarily agree with. Of course, it's rich coming from the freaking Taliban. But yeah, I mean, we do have people in this country that act like they care so much about uh, what is public. They care so much about the free flowing of the information. And they are obviously the largest. Well, I think they have the right to do it. It's a completely different conversation. I do believe they, they do. However, you cannot you're talking about both sides of your mouth. And that's what the Twitters of the world do. YouTube's do it. Twitter, uh, Twitter, of course, is doing it uh, right now where it's like, hey, we want anybody and everybody. We're inclusive. But if you say anything to the contrary of the WHO, we're going to take your page down. Yeah, it's the WHO. A couple of months ago, we had Biden um, getting lectured by Vladimir Putin, just saying like, hey, this is this is the high ground. This is how you do things. Now we have the Taliban <laughs> going out, giving press conferences, saying, hey, it's a Facebook thing. Like, you should ask them. Like, what kind of world are we living in right now where it seems like the United States, who used to have all of the moral high ground, is now on the opposite side <laughs> Month after month, it doesn't matter if it's Russia, if it's the Taliban, like what what is happening right now? We're living in an absurd world um, that I couldn't have even I knew the Biden presidency was going to be bad. I didn't know that it was going to be this epically bad. We're, We're living in a world where the Taliban takes the high ground on Facebook um, and we're living in a world where Joe Biden can go into his hyperbaric chamber or wherever he is at Camp David for 48 hours after giving a 15 second speech um, and not talking to other world leaders about what's going on. Like, like th- this is the equivalent, right, of Joe Biden or of FDR going, hey, you know, we're gonna make peace with, you know, Adolf and not telling the Russians or the British. Like, we're gonna make our own separate peace. Like, that's what this is literally historically the equivalent of. Joe Biden has not talked to our allies. He's put our allies, people in danger, didn't tell the British, obviously, what we're going to do, who's been our strongest allies. They've got people stuck there. It's absolutely unbelievable to me that the media is not a constant drumbeat. Now, I'll give Jake Tapper credit and some other people. They're kind of going, hey, what the heck's going on here, right? But if this was Donald Trump, if this was George Bush, oh, if this man. was Ronald Reagan, if this was George H.W. Bush, if this was even Dwight Eisenhower, if this was anybody with a Republican after his name, it would be unreal. The, the fact that there are not calls for Joe Biden's resignation over what has happened is flabbergasting to me. It, it's just, it's, it's a, this is one of the most royal screw-ups in the history of the United States of America. There's no way to sugarcoat it. And I just don't get our media. Our media is more, you know, into telling us um, that, you know, COVID's going up and they're holding the fact that, that COVID's going up in places that have been vaccinated. You know, they don't want to tell you that. No, yeah. Kind um, of suppressing all like, 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 like Israel. And- yeah, like, like Israel, where Israel's the most vaccinated place on earth and has you know, universal mask mandates, but is at the highest point of COVID in the history of the COVID epidemic. They don't want to tell you that. They want to keep you scared. They want to tell you that, you know, instead of telling you how epically bad this was with Biden, over the weekend, they wanted to tell you the children's hospitals, ICUs were filled, but they didn't want to tell you that it was because of RSV, because we kept kids away 
from being with each other and their immune systems cratered. They don't want to tell you that. Mm. Right. But they also don't want to tell you that, that Joe Biden just l- basically had the worst foreign policy mess up in the history of the United States. Mm. They don't want to tell you that. I, I love your point of Jake Tapper's coming out. There have been uh, a couple different times where I over the weekend, I was like, oh, my gosh, MSNBC is coming out and they are saying the truth about Joe Biden. This is as bad as it is when when you have people on CNN and MSNBC and in the mainstream media when they can't cover for Joe Biden anymore. You know that we're reaching a breaking point. So when we come back, uh, Joe Biden, actually his his poll numbers are sinking and we're going to actually continue on uh, that conversation that Rob started where we haven't talked to any other world leaders as well. Like it's getting so isolated for Joe Biden. We'll get into that right after this. Joe Biden's poll numbers are sinking. I would say reality is finally sinking in for much of America that didn't want to see the truth before. They now have nothing else to look to. Uh, Joe Biden's approval rating falls below 50 percent for the first time. He's at 49.8 49.8 percent, uh, according to Politico, and and the Reuters poll has him at 46 percent. Uh, but half of the Americans like the way that Biden is steering the U.S. military and diplomatic effort in Afghanistan this last year. The president, who had just last month praised Afghanistan for being as well equipped as anything in the world, uh, they he now rates worse than the three presidents who presided over the war before him. 51 percent. For Donald Trump and Barack Obama, the way that they handled the war. Guys, I have to feel that those numbers are going to continually drop as more Americans get the news that, that this is what's happening and this is what they see on TV. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have to, right? I mean, if they don't, I, I just, I have no respect for the American people, I guess. I, I have a fear for what lays ahead of us. Um, you know, jo- Joe Biden, like I said earlier, is this is historically bad this week in history and for him to not be in front of the camera for him to be holed up at camp david like on on monday they flew him from camp david in the helicopter he gave a what five minute prepared remarks and they flew him back to camp david like i i'm at the point where because of his age and his mental state and the frailty of his house health i kind of want like a picture of him holding the day's Washington Post with the actual date on it every morning. I want to know that my president is alive, that he's awake. They, they said they were going to wait until 10 a.m. to brief him on Monday morning. That, that was in the news. We're going to wait till 10 a.m. to brief the president of the United States on a colossal just cluster. Why 10? Like, is the guy not up till 930? Do they have to, like, get the medications right and get the pharmacological levels? Okay, we can get him and we can start talking to him. Like, how many hours a day is this president awake? Well, they usually, if you've been following along, they usually put a lid on Mondays about 1 o'clock in the afternoon as well. So if we have from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., we don't have that long for, for him to go out and do, like, presidential duties out there, Eric. This, I would like to think, I mean, I would, let's be a little optimistic about it. The American people are seeing that there's uh, been a fundamental problem with how they 
look at government in terms of their voting habits. Okay. And whether it be who's to blame, I think there's a lot of parties. You got media figures, your blue check marks who hyped this 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 guy up more so because they were in opposition to the previous president. And they looked at it like even, I mean, objectively speaking, they looked at it or thought that they were getting some type of victory because they were getting the other guy out. And what they couldn't do was see beyond what was in, directly in front of them. So other guys such as myself, we knew what was to come. And, and, and these, I like, look, they're stupid people. I've, I've, I've been a guy on the show talking down on democracy and the, the idea that we get to vote for these guys with all of this power. And you, when you consider that the average individual is a very stupid person when it comes to politics, why do we have a setup where they get to choose who's the supreme ruler? Doesn't seem like the best idea. But to be optimistic, you see, it's not, how long has it been? Eight months, maybe? That we've already got, like, look at how much has happened in this short period of time. You think Biden has been a president for four years already? Yes, we we're barely we're barely halfway into the first year, and all of this has happened in that short period of time. So I hope the American people, not just hopefully the, the polls, of course, reflect that, but every person that went out there and, and chanted for for a Biden presidency. You're getting what you deserve, I guess. But seriously, reassess how you guys look at politics, because this is the trouble that we often get into because you hate someone so much that you can't see beyond what's directly in front of you. We heard so many times during the Trump administration that no foreign leaders take him seriously. And today we have a story from uh, OPEC that their allies plan to reject a petition from Biden uh, to pump more oil into the world market, you know, because we've had that recession since COVID-19 and higher gasoline prices and if left unchecked, it's a risk of harming the ongoing global recovery. No big deal. OPEC, though, they're coming out and they're saying uh, we don't we don't really need to listen to Joe Biden at this point in time. So Russia, Saudi Arabia, all of these other world leaders and in, you know, big players, they're just saying, oh, Joe Biden, eh, may, maybe try us next week. I mean, if only there were a pipeline that could have brought cheap Canadian oil to the United States. I mean, if, if only that was there and could have come down, if, if only, you know, we didn't have an antagonistic policy towards drilling on federal lands in the United States. If I, I mean, I, I seem to remember that in 2014, in October, our gas prices were extremely high. And then the Supreme Court told the Obama administration that they couldn't stop fracking on federal lands. And then what Newt Gingrich said in the early 2000s, if we drilled here, drilled now, we'd pay less, started to happen. I mean, if only that could happen again. I'm, I'm completely shocked as to why gas prices are going skyrocketing. I, I just don't know. If don't only know. we needed infrastructure. If only oh, no, we wait, had no, no, no. bills for infrastructure. And if only we had all of these. No, no, no. Infrastructure is not oil. It's not electricity. It's not gas. Infrastructure is babysitting um, lactation rooms in, in, in buildings so that you can take your kids to school. It's babysitting. Um, gender it's, studies in Pakistan. It's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, that's what it, I. For you to say that that's not infrastructure, I mean, I, I, I just can't. What well, yeah, is government? Government doing what government does? Where they don't allow people to 
come up with their own solutions, essentially making it legal. That's what happened with the old fracking uh, uh, situation. And then when we can, the solutions right there in front of us, you've made people dependent on other things. And then when they that strip from you, like, oh, snap, what is it that we do? I don't know if you got the hell out of the way before we could have solved this problem. Well, and, and a better idea is we, we should, you know, dig up highly toxic minerals in China to kill children to make batteries to run electric cars that run on coal. Oh, because that that'll that makes sense. sense. That solves also our global warming issue as well. The other favorite topic of the left and it's COVID, you can't avoid it. Uh, Greg Abbott, the governor here in Texas, released a statement saying that he had tested positive for the coronavirus despite being fully vaccinated. He came out and said that he is not experiencing any symptoms and is in good health. His wife has tested negative for the virus. But guys, what do we make of, uh, of Greg Abbott testing positive? This is like, and I'm sitting here watching on Twitter. Yes, Twitter is where all the stupid people are. They, they, they congregate there, right? That and tick. Me. Uh, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> except except uh, us, uh, we're the like two blue check marks that aren't stupid on on Twitter. But looking at that, lo- looking at this, they thought that they were making some kind of point here, right? People are mocking uh, uh, Abbott, who I'm not a fan of by any means. But think about this: a guy that's fully vaccinated, I believe he got the booster as well, if I'm not uh, mistaken, has no symptoms, catches COVID. What point do you think that you're making that some gotcha that they think that they're making? If anything, this disproves all of the bull crap that you thought uh, was to be true. And that was that this was going to prevent him from getting uh, this sort of situation. Looking at this and, and seeing the, the reaction from Texas leftists as well as leftists uh, that look at Texas like Florida. Holy crap, there are a lot of stupid people. Why are they allowed to vote? And I'm done. Yeah, th- this is like I said earlier. Israel, most vaccinated place in, on Earth, has masks, has the almost the highest level of COVID that it's had in the entire pandemic. For whatever reason, this vaccine or the Pfizer vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID. Um, masks obviously don't stop you because if they did, nobody in Israel would have COVID. I, I, this just, I, I don't know what this says, but apparently... The only way we're going to get out of it is if we all get more of the vaccine that doesn't seem to be working. Yeah, and I love that they're trying to make a big deal about him being at a Republican club meeting on Monday night. And they're like, oh, it's standing room only. But the governor's wife doesn't even have it. So if he's around her every day and he's in the same room. Something is not. Look, look, guys, something is up. Okay, whether it be from the testing, whether it be uh, from how this vaccine is responded to this variant, something smells Funky, and I'm not being a conspiracy theorist by looking at that. Unbelievable, these guys. Unbelievable. Well, when we come back, I hope you don't need a place to live because uh, rent's going up. And I know that Rob and I are actually going to be looking for places here in Dallas pretty soon. Individually, of course. But we'll get into our stories here coming up next. I We've all heard of the dramatic conditions for U.S. home buyers, and now it is coming in to the rental market. So I hope that everybody out there has a place to live, because if not, it's definitely going to cost you this time around. The numbers of U.S. occupied rental apartment units jumped about half a million in the second quarter. Everybody's leaving their parents' homes, so they're going out and actually getting a place of their own again. Uh, It's the highest annual increase going back to 1993 in rents on newly signed leases now have surged 17% in July when compared to the prior year that the tenant had paid, reaching the highest level on record, according to RealPage. So when I look at this 
and my lease is going to be up here in the Dallas area in about six weeks. This makes me really, really excited, guys. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to look and see what I'm going to be paying in rent, Rob. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. I, I just signed a lease two months ago. I don't. I guess I signed it before the 17% increase. I got it at a place that's a little bit lower than lower quality than what I'm staying at now, but I got it like a $400 discount. I somehow lucked out, but I'm looking at the place where I live, right? And it's crazy. I gave them my notice two and a half months ago. They've had it on the market for the two and a half months. I was paying about 1510 a month. They wanted to get like 1710. They couldn't rent it for two months. So you know what they did? They raised the rent to 1890. They couldn't rent it, like completely like, and, and they've got tons of them available. So yes, they're going up. And there's a couple reasons. You know, they're trying to tell you that it's because people are moving out. It's also because we have this eviction moratorium that's still yeah. going on. That's where I'm going You're with. paying, you, on average, in Las Colinas, which is a neighborhood that we're in here at the Dallas studios of Blaze TV, um, in Las Colinas, I've been looking on like the Las Colinas social pages on Facebook, and they're saying that, on average, rents are going up $300 a unit, which fits right in with that 17.9 to 20%, right? Based on what people are paying here. And it, it fits right in line, but it's not going up because there's a shortage, because my apartment complex has 35 units of their 350 units available. It's going up because they can't evict the people that aren't paying. You're paying $300 more for the freeloaders. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Because they're always uh, going to get their money. That is the part that I think so many people are going to miss out of that, unfortunately, especially, especially which is most people, the economically illiterate. I know I spent half the show calling people stupid, but got to do what I have to do. But if the just, shoe fits, Eric, I mean, if it, the it shoe does, fits, right? come but on. You're speaking to a, a, what a lot of people, they called out, right? When you prevent people from uh, being able to get you up out of there, even when they have folks that are willing to pay the money, they adjust, okay? They adjust. So yeah, sometimes it shows this way exactly like it is right now, where more people are paying more uh, for their rent. In other cases, it's gonna be, well, we require more upfront than what we had before. Whether maybe we wanted you to spend, uh, have first month's rent ready, maybe we want two, three, four, five, maybe we want half the year ready, I don't know. But because the federal government or the governments uh, around this country have thought that, oh, it's a fantastic idea. Let's just say because COVID reasons, you can't get someone up out of there. So you're basically paying for them to be there, right? And they're not paying you anything. So you pay for them to be there. And they're just going to, like with anything else, just swallow the cost. It's like with minimum wage. These stupid people think, well, you just raise the cost of, 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 of labor. And then the businesses, they'll just eat the cost. And maybe if it cuts their profit margins in half, they don't care. They're just going to eat the cost. No, they make adjustments. Maybe their food uh, uh, costs uh, go, go up or whatever products it is that they're using. Maybe they slim down and get more skilled workers. Somebody's going to be left out. Hey, guys, look beyond what's directly in front of you, like I was saying in the last segment. No, and in that case, they get, you know, robot burger flippers. Yeah. Which they're putting in restaurants now, right? But, you know, and, and it's not just the rent eviction moratorium. It's Section 8 housing vouchers. Mm. It's all kinds of, it was, it's college. Anytime you put third-party payment into a system, you're going to raise the rates of that system. I know somebody that was on the board of a community college in Massachusetts who said they do their tuition to be what the Pell Grant is every year. When the Pell Grant goes up, that's what the tuition is. When you have third-party payment, everything goes up for everybody. You see it in, you see it in healthcare. You don't know what your healthcare costs. You have no idea what it costs to get an MRI. 
you're just going to go because it costs you 50 bucks. Nope. Yep. Right? And they're going to charge it. There's no transparency. It happens in everything. The reason rents are going up isn't because there's a housing shortage, isn't because anything like that. You're paying for the people that can't pay. Eric, I look at it and I say, it goes back to the, the statement of you're going to own nothing and mm. you're going to be happy, mm. right? The, the great reset. They're literally telling you, you're not going to be able to afford to own a home. So the rent prices, in my mind, get ready for them to just continually go up. Yes, and that's the frustration is that this all stems around. Everything that we've been talking about is the government's involvement in the marketplace. If that does not exist, we do not have this problem. You talk about college. That's one of the things that flies over so many people's head. Hey, you want to know why university got it so expensive? It's because of them getting into grant and the loan business, which inflated the absolute cost. Right now, all university is is a bunch of people trying to outspend one another. And so as long as the government guarantees that the people are going to have it well what what incentive do they have to try to uh, uh lower the cost or make it uh more affordable that's why it costs so much so government involvement in the marketplace and you're going to get a bunch of people who looks at looks at this rent and they're going to unfortunately look to the people who screwed it up to try to fix the problem whether it be making something free whether it be giving them more money it, it's never that people look at the government and say you caused this problem we just need you to get it out the way they say no you caused the problem now we need you to make it even worse. Like, come on, man. Rob, I thought it was ironic that a member of the squad, Ayanna Presley, came out, and she's a big cancel rent advocate. She disclosed thousands of dollars in rental income. She actually uh, introduced a bill back in March that would have required the federal government to reimburse landlords for rent not paid. Uh, her and her husband had disclosed anywhere between $5,000 and $15,000 in rental income in the Boston area. Uh, so that's that's interesting that she was out there going, hey, like, let's cancel all the rent, but you got to pay me, though. Like, as long as yeah. I get my money, then then it's OK. I tell you, if you can get rent for $15,000 a year in Boston, you're doing good. So I don't know what she's renting or who she's <laughs> renting to or what kind of deal she's given them. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just the it's the utter hypocrisy. It's 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 Elizabeth Warren being, you know, against subprime bankers but supporting Deval Patrick, who worked on the board of AmeriQuest, which is the biggest subprime banker in the, the history of the United States um, for office. Um, it's her, you know, buying foreclosed homes and helping her brother rehabilitate them. Everything that you see in Washington is a bunch of hypocrites. They're in it for them. Absolutely. That's why they go to Washington. Any politician of any party is doing it for them. They're not doing it for you. I mean, that's just basically what we have. I'm just going to ask for Nancy Pelosi and her husband for all of their stock tips for Christmas as they go, because they never end up losing. Maybe maybe some cattle ranching tips from the Clintons as well. This is all something that you see every time, and it, it gets so annoying, but it's never going to change as long as we just keep electing the same officials in Washington. Stay with us. We're going to wrap the show up right after this. Today, while we were taping, Joe Biden did come out and have a proof of life. So, Rob, check. Excellent. He's alive He's today. Alive. Uh, he, was, he was speaking about COVID, though. Nothing in, the ter in terms of addressing Afghanistan or the Taliban. But he did take the moment to attack Ron DeSantis again, because why not? Like, this is clearly the enemy of the people. <laughs> you, you, you don't look at, at what's going on behind the curtain over there with the Taliban. No, COVID is the problem. And don't forget it. It's unbelievable. So he attacked Ron DeSantis for allowing his people to be free and wouldn't take questions on the biggest cluster in the history of the United States foreign policy wise. I mean, does he call maybe he called 
the foreign leaders finally to like joke about Ron DeSantis. Maybe they didn't talk about the other thing. He has a Ron DeSantis fixation because he knows that he needs to destroy Ron DeSantis because he can't beat him in the next presidential election. That's exactly what's going on here. He's looking to 2024 because he apparently thinks he's going to be alive and can president for more than four hours a day. Well, he also thinks that Kamala isn't going to come in and take over. Uh, at just, some point, we I mean, we're getting closer to that every day. Well, no, you, you saw what she said on Monday. Apparently on Monday, it was reported that she's like, no, 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 they ain't putting that on me. Don't get, no, I'm not going out in front of the camera. They are not putting this on me. No, I they, mean, they tried that with the border. She she ran away with that, Eric. Ah, Kamala going Kamala. Uh, but yes, I heard about that. I mentioned that yesterday about her. It sounded like she was like, I'm not going down with this with this ship. So we'll see how many people turn on that old man. It'll be interesting. When you uh, have a chance, please go through and rate the show, as Sarah Gonzalez would love you to do. Rob T. Dog came out and said that it is an awesome show, great show. Again, good listening while walking outside, enjoying God's great, beautiful, scenic view. We love that. Go enjoy some nature while you're watching the show. And uh, you know what? Leave a five-star review while you're at it. Thanks for watching the show, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.